0: Yo, 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 it's your boy, RJ, Lieberchen, here with my man, Nate the Great Sperling, and this is The Cap, your weekly tour in hip-hop, and first, we're gonna be talking about Nav, he got a new album, Emergency Tsunami, produced by Wheezy. hot, then we got Demons Are Us, collab album between Doughboy and Southside.
1: And finally, we'll end the episode off talking about our views on the current state of hip hop that is musically, politically and all that's in between. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back. It's time to cap the week with your favorite weekly tour through hip-hop. It is The Cap. I'm here with RJ Levy Chen. RJ, how are you doing? I'm chilling, bro. How are you? I am good, like Nate Sperling always is. We mm-hmm. have four topics to get to. First up, RJ. We, we talked about this like two months ago, but it got postponed because of COVID and some features being waited for, but... Two Chains is finally ready to drop his album, So Help Me Guy, coming this Friday, November 13th. Again, like I said, it was originally slated for September 25th, but it did get pushed back. So, RJ, what are your expectations for this new Two Chains album?
0: Man, I have very, very high expectations for this Two Chains album. I think he's been working on it for a while, especially when you push it back. You can refine it more. But Kanye is apparently gonna have a very large part in this album whether it be productions features whatever and I think that that just means that the bar is higher um especially with the whole phrase so help me god that is definitely in Kanye's wheelhouse and I think I think that I want to see a a lot of good production and some good rapping so uh, I'm very excited um but next Trippy Red, the Pegasus Deluxe, Neon Sharks, supposed to be a rock album coming out this weekend. How hype are you, Nate?
1: Uh, We talked about it last week. I'm very hype. Um, Trippy Red is, again, one of the most versatile artists that we've ever seen. I'm excited to see him tap into a new genre and do something new and hopefully it will connect really well with his actual pegasus album so then you could probably listen to it full in full and that would probably make the album kind of more cohesive but either way i'm excited there's a lot of artists that i think would have been crazy making rock albums little uzi's another one so hopefully this kind of nudges little uzi to make a rock album but a- after this we have again Another project coming on November 13th, we have a collab between Youngboy Never Broke Again and Rich the Kid is titled Nobody Safe. RJ, what are your expectations? Who do you think is going to shine on this album more, NBA Youngboy or Rich the Kid?
0: Um, my hope is that Rich the Kid shines. I think that NBA Youngboy has kind of shown how good he is and it'll be hard to outshine him. I think it depends on the beats that they're going to do. But I don't know. I think Rich the Kid Rich the Kid, only has a few more shots left. And he's been missing a lot recently, in my opinion. So I think that he has to come hard. And he has to show up. And if he doesn't show up, I'm going to start asking a lot of questions about him. But last but not least, Lil Nas X, he is back. Mr. Old Town Road with a new single. He dropped a commercial during Sunday Night Football where he apparently is the new Santa. Lil Nas X's single Holiday is supposed to be dropping this weekend. Are you excited for that?
1: I don't know if I'm excited is the right word. I think I'm more intrigued by it. Um I was watching football as this avid sports watchers that we are in the first place. Uh, I was watching football. I was watching Breeze beat the brakes off of Brady last night, which was fucking crazy. But in the middle of that, all of a sudden, I just see Lil Nas X across my screen, and he's promoting this new single, Holiday. So this is this is interesting to me because this is really the first time I can remember in recent years that I've seen any type of music really be promoted on tv let alone let alone excuse me network tv so that being said that either tells me that Lil Nas X really really has good people behind him or he really really believes in the potential of this song but either way I'm excited to hear what this song will be uh, like like you said, RJ, it's titled Holiday, which is interesting. It might be a Christmas song type thing, maybe trying to get in and cut in on that Mariah Carey market. But we'll have to see. But I'm very excited. I don't even know what it's going to sound like because a lot of fans don't even know what Lil Nas X's primary sound is. So there's a lot of different leads and loose ends that I'm hoping Lil Nas will tie up with this song.
0: Yeah, man, I think that it's... um. My hope is that he doesn't drop a whole Christmas project. I would much rather get a Lil Nas X project than that, but we got to see. It is that time. It's about that time for some holiday music, so we'll see
1: what happens. Yeah. All right, on the other side of this, on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, um we will be discussing new albums we got two new albums two new collab albums we have one from doughboy and Southside titled demons are us and also emergency tsunami by nav and executively produced by wheezy
0: Yo, 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 yo. And we're back. You already know what it is. This is your boy RJ Leave your chin with my boy, Nate Sparlin. And man, we man, we gotta get straight to these topics, right, bro? You good?
1: Uh, damn nigga just um, are you good like no like not even like a. oh how are you how was your day what did you uh, do like none of that just straight to it i, I get where new york niggas and all, but damn we can show a little bit of emotion a little bit of love right i got excited damn. i got
0: excited you know what i'm saying yeah, that, right. NAB, that <laughs> nab album was just you know making my blood boil with excitement not even just okay. like excitement
1: okay okay stop <laughs> stop that shit um
0: the kinetic energy any-
1: RJ, how are you? How was your day? What did you do today? Break man, it down yo, for
0: me. Man, first day on the new job and I have realized don't put me at any fr- front desk job. It's just too much for me. I got to remember shit, I got to call people back, I got to email them. Nah. Like I would much rather do some other shit. Like but but made some money today. That's more than I made yesterday. And you know how I am about stacking that paper. How about you? How was your day?
1: I hate how much you just sounded like a rapper right now. I really genuinely hate that shit. I'm, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm Let good. Let the
0: record state, I am an artist, not a rapper.
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, I got some cookies that I can't wait to eat after this, though. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward to some cookies. I'm locked in. Like, I... like two days ago because they started with all the Christmas um, commercials and stuff like that I'm like yo okay so y'all got the Christmas commercials y'all got the Black Friday sales already where are the fucking Christmas cookies and they are nowhere to be found this is this is something that's, that I've been meditating about I'm devastated about it um <laughs> And I just, I just, I, I feel like this, I'm just going to be you know, i I'm going to be in a place where I feel like my friends need to pick me up because of this lack of Christmas cookies at, at this time. So please spare a thought for me in this cookie list time. That's, that's all I'm really asking for.
0: You need to, you need to get on whatever NLE Choppa is on. That's what you need to go, that's what you need to go get on. <laughs> Cause I feel like you're going through it right now. Um, real quick. I'm sorry because we, we were laughing and I know I know you know y'all laughing with us, but I gotta say RIP to my man King Vaughn. Um it's wild because we was just talking about his project. And I was thinking about it deeply, but real quick, just like R.I.P. to him, and he had so much going ahead with him. And um shout out to Lil Durk and, and G Herbo. And I know a lot of people in Chicago are going through it, so uh,
1: absolutely Absolutely, Um, I think that King, like the, it it just shows how fragile life is. I, I I say this all the time about how fragile life is, but once again, here we are. Literally a week ago, we were talking about how much King Von had in front of him, and RJ, you can speak to this more than I can because you were put on to him before I was, but you could you could talk about how how talented. King Von was and how it was clear that he was next. I literally was on this fine podcast saying that he's next out of Chicago and talking about how big Chicago is about to become. And then we get hit with these unfortunate events. So rest in peace, King Von. Um, Thoughts to everybody, thoughts and prayers to everybody who is mourning the loss of King Von and this this violent shit needs to stop for real.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, that's he was one of the he was one of the better young storytellers in the game. And I think that you know, you know me. I, I love storytelling. That's really one of my favorite things that comes out of rap. Period. I think that that's kind of where the core of rap is—just being able to tell your story and tell it in a vivid and 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 detailed way. And I think that he did that. I think that people people love that about him. That was that was just what he brought to the table. Besides, you know, his energy and his realness, his authenticity. Um, I think that he was just a, a flat out storyteller. And um, I wanted to hear more stories from him. But you know, welcome to old block, still fire. So we are gonna keep running through it.
1: Also, he owns all his masters too.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so he, he gonna owns get all, all that- his
1: masters. So yeah, he's gonna get definitely stream. Welcome to old block or so whatever, that, King on. Stream, stream that for real.
0: Run that up. Um, but uh, new albums this week: Nav, Emergency, Tsunami, I. Let me say something. There's a lot of Nav hate. I'm a big person that believes that a lot of the Nav hate is a little bit racial. I think that there are a lot of artists that are as mediocre as people claim Nav to be. And I think that that's because a lot of people don't know that Nav is a producer. So a lot of your favorite artists that you like that are that are mediocre, they don't they're not producing for people like Drake, you know? Check check back to back and who did that. You know what I mean? But I don't want to get too deep into that because he got some new shit. Emergency Tsunami, a project that was fully produced by Wheezy. What did you think of the album, Nate, before I get into to it?
1: um, I thought the album was more so about Wheezy than it was about Nav. I think... One of my friends, one of my producer friends Who I reference a lot on this program um, I'm gonna create I'm gonna create a pseudonym for him So that he knows I'm talking about him But y'all don't really know who I'm talking about Give me a few days to work on that But um, anyway, my producer friend who I talk about all the time He always tells me He always wants to, we always have these debates about Who are some of the best producers in the game And recently About the last 3-4 months He's been bringing up Wheezy as a top 3 producer In the game right now And I think this project goes to prove My Niggas Point more. I think that Wheezy's beats were incredible. Um, The thing about Wheezy that's interesting to me is that he can do a lot of stuff, but there isn't really one distinct um, sound or instrument that you pay attention to to know that it's a Wheezy beat. He's really versatile in that way Um, compared to Metro, where you know that 808 is a Metro 808 or a Pierre 808. Even when you're looking at some of the beats from the Working on Dying Collective or Take a Day Trip, they're still like, they still have, they still kind of fit in the same box sonically. As loose of a box it is, it kind of fits in the same box sonically. But Weasley is someone who, he doesn't really fit in a box at all. He literally just, Creates That's that's what it appears to me. He just creates things and they turn out to be good. And I think that that's something that really goes far in production in terms of being able to be versatile and not really having a set formula, just doing whatever sounds good. Um, so that being said, I think that this album, Emergency Tsunami, is really more about Wheezy than it is about Nav. At least for me personally, because I'm someone who always... Um, who loves producers and pays a lot of potential attention to producers in the first place. There's a lot of people who... Who listen to beats, like listen to music to beats, but wouldn't be able to tell you who made the beat, but will tell you the artists who picked the beat, which is interesting to me as well. But I do think that if you want to talk about if you want to understand what why Weezy is starting to grow a fan base, I think this is it. Now, when I transition, I talk about the rapper Nav. I think that this album for Nav was something that was consistent um it didn't really exceed my expectations it didn't really diminish my expectations it was really just on par throughout it was not really something i'm not really that big of a nav fan in the first place so um this isn't something that really swayed me one way or another but i'm sure the nav fans are going crazy over this album um, especially with the amazing production by wheezy but overall i think it's a solid project however there are there isn't really anything that would bring me back to listen to it in full again um. yeah I feel like you're you
0: you you're not always checking for Nav but uh, I think a big thing that I started to the way that I started to kind of listen to some of these songs especially with Nav is I feel like Nav can make a hit if he wants I think that his flow is a little bit boring and because the more albums that he puts out the more um, regular, it gets because we're used to it. But I think that I'm always listening to it, to it. Like I know the I know the beat's gonna gonna be fire. You know why? Cause cause we got it. You know, like I already know. But Nav, it's a, it's always gonna be a hit or miss. He's always either gonna have a high hit where the chorus is going to stick. It's gonna get in your ear. The beat already gonna be fire. You know that he's gonna pick the beat right and then there's the times where you're like "All right, this is boring I don't wanna listen to this so I feel like I got a few hits out of there and I the one thing that I will say is that I'm glad that I got some hits that weren't feature hits but in the same sense I just feel like him and Young Thug I just they don't make good songs together so I feel like they should stop like I get their friends or whatever but I haven't really heard a good song would put the both of them on it yet and I have an issue with that um I think there was a it was an okay song on his on the last project that he dropped but nah this one did not hit there were some songs that were good on it I wish that he would drop shorter projects too that's big like the he'll drop 14 songs and like six of them will be the same I don't need that I wish he was a little bit more picky with his songs cuz I think that he would I think that he would produce better projects if he was a little bit more picky with his songs. But um speaking of songs, do you have favorites? What are your favorites? What are your top 3? Uh,
1: top 3, top 3, top 3. I'd say Young Weezy featuring Gunna. This is this is gonna I This might be the second time in consecutive weeks I might be saying this, but this the Gunna, Gunna did his thing on that beat. I, I like what Gun did on that song Young Wheezy. Uh, the Wheezy Beat was perfect. I have Ventman Socks, track six, Beat is crazy. And then I do have Don't Need Friends featuring Lil Baby track seven. Those are my top three.
0: Bro. Yes, those last two, track six and track seven, crazy. Lil Baby did his thing. I I don't know. Th- like, that's what I mean. Like, if anyone sucks, if this is a song where I'm like, Nav picks the right beat. He picks the catch, the right beat, the right flow that glides on the beat. And he do- and he does a melody that works. And it all comes together. And I think that's that. That's definitely track six. Then don't need friends. Lil Baby did his thing. Now after this thing, love that song. My third song is "Nasty." I love "Nasty." I think that it's a good song. I think I like the beat. Um, I wanted "Trains" to be better, but um, you know, I think that this project is one of those things where, it's, you know, he's just dropping and dropping and dropping. I don't know why he's dropping so much though. I don't get it. I yeah, I sure. don't. Yeah, I didn't
1: really. I agree. I didn't really see the need for him to drop. This is this his third drop this year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, one More thing luck. I will one say about the, the deluxe, he That's
0: dropped this out and then he dropped he, the deluxe.
1: Named... Yeah, but he he gave the deluxe a different name.
0: Yeah, but it's the same like, shit. It like, uh, it's the same shit like Uzi did. It, 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 he nah, literally Uzi copied dropped Uzi. me. He literally copied Uzi. What are you talking about? There's like thir- Uzi there's Uzi. Like, at least six or seven artists. Literally copied Uzi Where they were like I'm gonna drop an album And then they dropped The deluxe version And it was a whole Another album
1: And that counts As two albums to me Uzi literally, dropped twice to me He
0: literally has A song Song one Track one Twice On this album On
1: this deluxe yes. version That's what that's I'm saying That's two albums
0: I guess That's two so albums yeah, I feel like He just dropped Mad if you, got,
1: if you got two If you got two track ones That's two yeah, albums that's yeah, album. like, yeah
0: you're right You're right
1: so like, uh, like Uzi, yeah, like yeah, I, I definitely did. Yeah, yeah now yeah. like like now dropped three times this this year. I don't really think that's necessary. I think dropping twice in two weeks was a stretch. Um, but yeah, he I don't <laughs> Yeah, that deluxe should have some time,
0: but
1: yeah, I also there's a whole other we could we could get to it later, but um moving on, uh we have Doughboy, South Demons are Us. 19 tracks, an hour long, featuring Future, Lil Uzi, Chief Keef, Young Nudie, 42 Doug, Babyface Ray, Sway Lee, and Trippy Red. Now, let me just tell you straight up one, two, three, four, five three, four. Five of these features on first look at the track list had me interested. Five of them Future, Lil Uzi, Chief Keef, Young Nudie, Trippy Red. I thought um, going in, I was confused because this is also a very, very Interesting mix of features. I think that Doughboy handled that well in terms of sequencing and placing people where they needed to be placed. I think my issues with this album really comes from the catchiness of songs and the lack of hooks on songs. That's really the only thing. It's clear that Doughboy can rap. Um, it's clear he has a flow. He understands the beat. Southside is still in his prime, doing his thing from 2015. 2016, 2017, 2018 I don't think Southside is ever going to go away So that's why he's a legend He's a legend for a reason But overall I think when I'm looking at this project I think the main focus of this project Should have been Doughboy And at times I feel like The main emphasis wasn't Doughboy At times I feel like he was overshadowed
0: mm, I feel like he was overshadowed I don't think that he got a surprise though I'm not out here being like, oh my god, Doughboy, like, you gotta come harder. Um, no disrespect to Doughboy, but I just feel like, you know, if you're looking at that track list, there's a reason why you got so excited about the track list. There's a reason why you got excited about those features. Um, I think... I don't know if I like the move from Doughboy, but I... Yeah, that, that's what I'll say. I don't know if I like the move from Doughboy. I think, um certain rappers have to continue to push themselves so that they can put themselves in a better position. I don't think Southside is going to bring Doughboy more clout, no matter how big Southside is, because I just don't think that that's... He's not a producer on that level where people are going to be checking for the production regardless of who the artist is. Um, but I also think that, as you said... He sequenced it correctly. I think he handled himself as best as he could. I mean, t- you know, I don't want to get into the ones that I like already, but tweaking that's future song. Like, I, I'm confident that was future song. He put Doughboy on and then, then Doughboy was like, can I have this song? And Future was like, yeah, you got it. Because, like, t- I mean, Future just carries that song, I mean, completely. Um... I think Lil Uzi, Vert, also kind of carries Bussin. But I also like that there is a balance. Like, there is a balance of songs that he has features on and songs that he doesn't. Um, I'm just a little bit confused on what the goal was. Because I don't understand, like, expensive? That's a weird Sway feature to go cop. I don't know why he did that. That's like that was not I didn't understand that move. And I think that um You know, I didn't get why Trippy why he was making music with Trippy Red either. But I also think that these are poppin' artists, and I don't know if he was going for the clout thing or he actually thought that he could mesh with these artists well, but I didn't always feel that. Um But what were some of your favorite songs?
1: Um Hmm. Never Froze track 10 featuring Chief Keef hmm. really really good song Yeah, Chief's verse was Keef's verse was great too uh, Sneak Dissa featuring Young Nudie track 11 is the best Southside beat on the project and at a risk of saying three in a row track 12 Get In There featuring 42 Doug Babyface Ray that's the second best Southside beat on the, on the project to me um, also that's really the first Verse I've heard from 42 Doug that made me want to hear more of 42 Doug.
0: Oh wow. That's big praise. I see you. Um Hmm. I think that tweaking is my favorite song. It's, I think it's the best song on the project. Sneak Dissa. Bro, bro. I young Nudie is quietly having a crazy feature year. His feature tour in 2020 and 2019. And these last 18 months, he low key been going fucking off. Like literally, he been going off. Snitches and rats. He was on the Dreamville project. Are you
1: are you are you actually really ready to talk about Young Nudie? Because we can do it.
0: Hold huh, on, let me let me let me get through this project. But yeah, soon. Young Nudie.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> Young Nudie I do <laughs> um tweaking. Oh, also, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. Like the song wasn't terrible. Stop making sirskis You can't do it. Uzi did it. Now y'all all just look like you biting. And it's just... It's terrible. Stop doing it. Don't stop... Like... Like... Don't do that. Um... Tweaking. Sneak Dissa. And I, I'll agree with you. Getting there. getting there is, is mad good. I think 40... The first... I think I always knew that 42 Doug was a guy that could spit. Um... I just think the, the, that I, I had I, I had to see him. I've never been in a position where he's leading the song yet, and that's what I want to yeah. see. That's what I need to the,
1: see. The thing, the thing about forty two Doug that kind of throws me off a little bit is just how he sounds a bit. It kind of sounds like they. I don't know what they're doing with his voice, but they put some type of modulation on his voice, yeah, and it kind of sounds he's like, like.
0: That's what he sounds
1: like. Oh, that, that's what he sounds like for real.
0: Yeah, I think so, bro.
1: Uh, that's crazy because he, he kind of sounds like he sounds if, if I had to compare him to somebody, I feel like he'd sound the closest person to compare him to would be Kodak. Um, that little the, the the dragging of syllables um, And just Yeah just like the dragging the syllables overall But um, they still are in pocket And they still know how to rap So I guess getting over that Because I still haven't quite really gotten over that with Kodak To be honest with you But just getting over that would might be the reason why um, Maybe the key to me being able to listen to more 42 Doug But as of, as of right now I'm just not there yet But um, yeah Yeah
0: I feel you. Um, I think, I think that he's gone really, really put Detroit on in his sound. Cause I don't, I think that I want to see him work with T Grizzly more, to be honest, but uh, I don't really need to get into, into those hypotheticals right now. Cause, um, to be honest, I'm not checking for a 42 Doug project, but I'm waiting for the next song. I'm hoping that he has a solo song that I can be like hype about. Um, but, man, 2020 been a crazy year, right? How you, what, 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 yeah. what, if there was one where you could describe 2020, how, what word would you use?
1: Uh, disappointing. Oh, I'll say...
0: Um, I'll say... <laughs> I'll say stupid. Because, man, I wish 2020 just didn't exist. Just had there was yeah. no reason for this to yeah. shit to shit happen. It was just fucking stupid, like from the get.
1: I, the reason why I think 2020 has been, in my word, disappointing. I think it's just because of the immense potential that 2020 had for more bigger artists to drop, and they didn't because of um, COVID-19. I think that if coronavirus didn't exist we would have easily had one of the best music years of all time. Um, easily. I, yeah, yeah, I and you're, right. you're right. And we've been... thats That's been essentially taken from music makers and music listeners around the world. And that's why it's very disappointing. The we fact were supposed that, to get um, a Kendrick
0: and a Drake album this year.
1: Yep. Rihanna probably too. Fuck! That's there's terrible. a lot of people... Beyonce was probably going to drop this year. I've heard rumors about that. Um, to be oh, honest, I, I think Cardi B was going to drop this year, too. <gasps> now I'm tight. There's now a, I'm tight.
0: Now there's,
1: I'm a, there's a lot of people who are going to drop this year, and they didn't, uh, understandably so. But because of COVID, there's a lot of people who didn't drop this year. And that's why it's a very disappointing year. And It has nothing to do with the, but that. But that being said, I do think... For the circumstances that we're in I think that this is the best that it could have gone I think that we've still gotten a lot of quality music Which I'm happy about Because if it was another 2019 I don't know what I would do with myself I, I feel like I-, I don't know But I'm glad that it wasn't a repeat of 2019 It's just a, a Moment of damn You could have been so much better You had such potential but Corona blew it so That's, hey, that's, that's how I feel about it
0: I mean for, for me I think a big thing is Um We got, we got orange man out of there. Uh, I think that it's, you know, the rest of the country feels the same way I do because I mean, fuck Donald Trump went up 1200%, like the streaming went up like 1200%. Um, and I think that YG said he was going to drop like a remix, like another version or some shit like that. But, um, man, I've been hearing that song all the time. Have you been hearing that song? Like being played around?
1: Honestly, I've been in the house. <laughs> <laughs> I've been, I've been, I've been in the house playing That's video big, games. And shit. Quarantine,
0: quarantine, quarantine. quarantine.
1: Out. Yeah, we still in quarantine. They talking about the second wave is coming already. I'm, nah, nah, wave, I'm bro. cool. I know, I know I know for sure. how is I mean, eh, I don't know if it's a third wave yet. Nah, I, nah, to be third. honest, I feel like I could argue for it not even being a second wave because we haven't even gotten all the yeah. way down yet. Fuck yeah. So,
0: uh, bruh. I, now you're right. I mean, it's a big ass emergency tsunami ass motherfucking shit. Yeah.
1: Shout
0: out that real quick. Um, yeah. <laughs> nah, but no, nah, I mean it's been a crazy year. I'm just I'm glad that he's. I'm glad that you know. I don't want to talk about politics on this thing, but I'm I'm, I'm glad that. I guess I'm, I'm I'm upset that it wasn't a land the landslide that I thought it was gonna be, but I also think America did speak and. I think they're going to keep speaking. and I, But I also think that you and me understand. Um, there's so much work to do. Job's not finished. In the words of Kobe. Job's not finished. And. I think. Hip hop. Might be more. Ta- the most tapped in. Than it ever has been. And I think. We got to see. Because you know what I mean. I, I'm not a person that's going to cancel Ice Cube. Because I think that. Ice Cube is trying to do what he thinks is best. But I do want to see how Joe Biden or how... How hip-hop responds to Joe Biden. And how hip-hop responds to politics going forward. Because I think that they were big in 2020. With, you know, getting voters registered. Getting... Making music, protest music. You know, Lil Baby was dropping shit and... And I think that it's it's really interesting to see the way that I because I because I, I think hip hop is all about your environment and being able to kind of tell the story of your environment. So I'm, I'm interested to see the way that things respond. I'm interested to see how Kanye responds. I'm interested to see how humans respond to Lil Wayne. I, I want, you think Lil Wayne's going to get canceled for real?
1: He's, I feel like he's uncancelable at this point but I think that also it's just a matter of, I think, I don't know, I think that like you said, job's not done, like Kobe said job's not done, rest in peace Kobe I think it's just really more so about holding people accountable now um, as fans, we do have that right to hold people accountable when we think they're fucking up, so maybe wielding that power a little bit and not being so blinded by celebrity
0: Yeah, I mean I, I think Um. it's gonna be interesting to see I really want, for the most part, I want there to be transparency. I think that that's big. Um, but I also think, you know, what's interesting t- is going to be is like how, what role hip-hop plays in this next phase, whatever that is. Um, I feel like Kanye West may have opened a door. Cause I think that Trump opened a door, and a bunch of celebrities were like, "Oh, I could maybe run," blah. but I do wonder if hip hop, you know, especially like thinking about Killer Mike, like Killer Mike is a person that I think you know could potentially do some leader, some very some good for a community. I think Chance the Rapper is a guy that can do good for his community. I think that um, there are people who are in positions to that understand what you know what the inner cities need what the cities need what the states need to a certain extent from their experiences i think that the black you know i I always question you know why the rappers or athletes or whatever get the ability to be the voice for the black community but at the same time they come from the black community and i think that a lot of for me, a lot of it is just authenticity. A lot of it is, is honesty. A lot of it is, is transparency. A lot of it is being real, realistic. with well, what's next and what we got to do. And I think that hip hop plays a role in that and they always have. I think that was the point. I think that, that you know, when I think about, you know, paid in full, you know, rock him. when I think about hip hop, you know, when I think about the message, broken glass everywhere when i i mean i, I you know i've ri- already written an article about protest music but i'm just talking about hip hop in general we are one of the most and black the black community in general we are one of the biggest um influences on american society period and it is only growing and i wonder how some of these older Artists, especially, are gonna play in a role. I mean, you know, Jay Z being a billionaire and Kanye being a billionaire, Diddy gonna be a billionaire, Dr. Dre. I, you know, I do wonder what all of this looks like and what the landscape for hip hop looks like because I also think that you know, and you know, 2015 being an empowered artist was not reality, was not it was not an achievable reality for the average artist. Would you say would you say that that's correct?
1: Um, I think is I think it was reality. I just don't think it was as popular. But at the same time, I do think that, um, and I've heard people articulate this as well, and they do have valid points when they say this. Um, why is it that rappers and entertainers, especially amongst the black community, have to be the leaders as well? I don't I've know heard a lot of people to. say that, and by an I think that's though. a valid point. I think that's a valid point, but at the same time, I think that it's just, um, I think it shows how, how bad of a situation the community is in when we're forced to have to rely on these people because literally everyone else with an idea is, doesn't get, either doesn't get the chance or the time of day or is stifled at every turn of the way by so many different things that I'm not going to get to here, get into here. But I do think at the end of the day, maybe, I think, I think we should figure, I think, we need to emphasize people growing more knowledgeable, growing smarter, um, educating themselves more, um, genuinely opening up and trying to listen to the, to the other side of the black community, the, the side that they don't understand, that they don't agree with. Um, Just being more open to change, being more receptive to what people have to say and other people's feelings. And I think that if we if we are able to do that and we're able to at least come to some sort of understanding, obviously not everyone's going to agree 100 percent. But if we come to some sort of understanding and mutual respect, I think that will go a long way. And through that, I think that just starts with being able to be. Uh, make yourself available to others when people have something to say or when people want to bounce an idea off you yeah. or that nature. It really just starts with being more open and accepting the fact that we're all we got and acting that way instead of just quickly selling out for as much money as you can or thinking just because you have this much money you're better than somebody else. You're not better than anyone. So I just think it just really comes down to the understanding that we are each equal human beings and respecting each other as such.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that it's, you know, I agree with everything that you said, but it's, it's, it's very important that these rappers in this next phase are, you know, are lending their, their platform the correct way. I, I think that, uh, a lot of hip hop artists in 2015, like in let's, okay. Maybe 2010, Cause I also think when I, when I say independent artists, I'm more thinking like people that could be Chance the Rapper potential, not Chance the Rapper big. Cause I think they, he, he clearly, he clearly wants to have his own legacy, but the potential of, you know, being a household name all on your own dime from the get to that from, from the beginning to finish, never with any mainstream help, never with any label help, but, um, I think that I want to see more rappers give more platforms to the black scholars and, and, and the black thinkers, because that is it's what's key. And I think what I saw during 2020 is that, you know, more rappers having people come on their live and talk about, you know, important things and talk about serious topics and get deeper and using that Instagram live, using their platform to talk about different things. I want to keep seeing that out of hip hop. I want to see hip hop, understand what their power is it's not about having the responsibility but they got to understand what their power is what their influence is we are the backbone of the entertainment industry period and at the end of the day if we're going to be out here shucking and job and making everybody laugh making everybody dance we also got to be making people think and i think that there is a lot of money in, in making people laugh and making people dance but there's a lot of value in making people think and you know as i think that i understood when twitter got mad at people like j cole they got mad at people like kendrick because they were like you are the people that on wax have shown to understand things about these topics we need the people that we know that we can trust to know about these topics to speak up for us because y'all have the platform and we don't But in my opinion, I more wish Kendrick was just like, here are some scholars, here are some black, here here here's some black, um, you know, people in literature or journalism or, you know, broadcasting people that are behind the scenes, people that are in all the different paths of the world where they might be the only one of us in the room to kind of start put it spit in game because I feel like there's also a kind of, um, there's something missing between the certain generations. I think that especially in hip hop, everybody's like, Oh, you didn't do it the way that we did it. And we don't like the way that you're doing it. But I think that we need unity. We, as you said, we are all we got. And it's, we've, we need to get to a point where a win for one of us is a win for all of us. And that may sound like, oh man, but I, you know, that's you at you you that's too much. Like I, I deserve to be able to do whatever I want. And it's like you you are. But I think that hip hop show me in 2020 that they see it. It's not that they're not blind to it. And I think it's gonna get to the point where more rappers are not just rappers, they're philanthropists, they're investors. And more rappers are going to be creating platforms for the rest of, of black intellectuals. Cause I think that if you're an artist, you're also an an intellectual, you're working with words, you're working with music, you're using your brain in a creative way every day. And I think that it all has to kind of serve the same purpose of putting us on a big, on a higher and bigger platform and pedestal. And having people understand the the spectrum that Black people are. And that we're not just the way that sells records or sells movie tickets or sells, you know, tickets to the comedy show. We're not just that. We are people. We're not just caricatures and, and concepts and ideas of, of something... That scares white people. That's not, we're not just, you know, the people that are put on TV aren't just to balance it out. You know, in the same, we're, we're a spectrum. We're not just going to fix the way that you've been programmed to think about us. If it's, if we're all, if we're still only showing you one thing we have to show, we have to introduce. It's almost like we still have to introduce America to the fact that black people are people. Like it feels like that every year. It feels like they still don't get it. They still don't understand that we're equal. And I feel like we have to keep pushing for ourselves because they're not pushing for us. And someone has to have our back. And who else is going to have our back but us? And I think that hip-hop is a backbone of whatever machine that is where black voices are being heard and are and are being amplified. I think that hip-hop is going to be a pillar of that, no matter what. Regardless of... of, of of whether it's right or, or whether it makes sense. I think that hip hop is a pillar of, of the black voice reaching the masses of the world. And I think that this year we see that the world is listening. They've always been listening. They always have thought that we were cool, but I think that they needed to understand that we're so much more than that. And that we have so much more to give to the world and that we're being, that's being stifled by, by, you know, the, the powers that be AKA capitalist, and white supremacy, and just all that shit, and I and I really do think that hip hop is going to be key in in waking people up and making people understand um, what but what the black community has to offer for real, for real. But you, you got something to say before before we hop up out of here?
1: Um, two words: just empathy and sympathy. That's it. I like that.
0: Big, big, big time. I don't. You know, I, I, y'all, y'all hear me talk a lot, but that's that's perfection, empathy and sympathy. So that's all that. If if you offer that to us, we can offer it to you, and it can all just be copacetic. But if we're all gonna be assholes about it, it could be a problem. And I and, and I think for me, it it's either gonna go the way that it's been going, or it's going to go very, very, very different in the. On the other side. In the other direction. And if we got to start this shit from scratch. And rise from the ashes. I promise you. That's what we will do. But. Thank y'all for listening. RIP to King Ron again. RIP to all the people that we've lost in 2020. Shout out. To Kamala Harris being the first. Black vice pre- First black woman vice president. And Loki, first black vice president, out here yeah. doing her thing. Stop locking our people up, though. And um, yeah, I I I ain't got nothing else to say, man. It's been a pleasure.
1: All right, we'll be back next week, episode twenty-two. This has been the Cap. Thanks for listening.
0: Yes, sir, ski.